0: So if you could be here around nine, that would be
1: great. Okay. Well, listen here.
0: Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup, Haha, MK. Ha, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 3 of Life After Lockup. On this episode, John and Christiana talk wedding plans, Amber briefly talks to Puppy, Shane and Lacey have a happy, fun beach day, well, sort of. Deontay tries to get Nicole's mom to talk to her for him, and Sarah begs Sean not to follow her after turning down his idea of sex in the cornfields. Please support us and give us a rating or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90-day fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90-day NK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello,
1: oh, Miss H. Mr. O. How are things going with you?
0: Uh, Pretty good because it's Sunday and we we're recording a little earlier. And yes. So we are, it's weekend.
1: It is still the weekend. We didn't have yeah. to go to work today because I have to work super late tomorrow. We have a yeah. soccer game. So whew, late day for me tomorrow. So we can't get both podcasts in tomorrow. So we're recording this one early. But you probably won't know that because it's probably still going to go up at the same time. So
0: <laughs> yeah, we do have busier lives, especially September, right? September always seems extra busy for me it's, as well. It's my
1: first time back in the building with like all the students and I can't – it's just so much busier than I remember everything being. Um no, seriously. It's so crazy. So, the other people that are really busy this day, um, let's start with Lacey and Shane because it's Happy Day Fun Day. They played a weird song at the beginning.
0: I was like, is that their kid's? Singing? I, I couldn't tell.
1: I thought it was the like, um, you know, the music they play. You know, they play weird generic music at the beginning of yeah. everything. I think it was that. But it was happy day, fun day for a family beach day. Yeah. Things are not starting off well with the beach because the beach is, I mean, the beach is empty, which is good. But it's bad because the beach is empty because it's fucking cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> so Lacey is also not feeling it with Shane right now because she's bitching at Shane about basically everything, doing the diaper wrong, doing the bottle wrong, everything. So soon friends and family show up with food, drinks, and, you know, more complaints about the weather. The guys go off to play catch with the football, and that leaves the girls to have some girl talk. Both of Lacey's friends seem pretty taken aback that Lacey says they're not having sex, especially considering that they both know how horny Lacey is all the time. (laughs) And they also uh, think that the whole thing where... Shane is wearing cologne to go to the gym uh, is really a red flag. And they say something's not right. So they have a solution to this problem. Lacey needs to go through his phone like oh right now, right here on the beach. So they finally do get into his phone and they tell him, Great, go right to the text messages. And the, the friends seem one of the friends especially seems very expert in snooping around in phones. because She's like, <laughs> listen, you got to be on the lookout for are the numbers that don't have names, just numbers. But before they can get to any of those, Lacey finds a girl named Sydney who has a text message about how she's looking forward to their next training session and then has an ex like for kisses. Maybe they all more or less assume that training session means sex and that Lacey excuses herself um, to go to the bathroom to make a phone call because she's so flustered about it. In the meantime, Lacey's dad, John, goes to have his conversation with Shane about how he's spending too much time at the gym and he needs to be there for summer. He says – Shane says that he's in a depressed state but doesn't regret anything and he wants to find work – a work-from-home job. So, we go – we kind of see back in – not in the bathroom. We hear audio from the bathroom while they focus on the bathroom door and we hear Lacey crying and looking for consolation from – who else? Big Daddy John.
0: Oh, goodness. (laughs) Big Daddy's back.
1: (laughs) Big Daddy's back. All right. So, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think this is an obvious cheating situation? I mean, do you think that's what's going on or is it something else?
0: Well, I think that if he really was a legit training session, like, is he getting paid for this? Right. Because isn't that the whole point? John's like, or not Joan. Oh, my gosh. I'm already mixing them up. Um, But Shane, like, he wants to get a job. So if he's even authorized to be training someone, you know, shouldn't he be getting money for that? Or is this a situation where and I feel like this is more likely he's just at the gym all the time. Some random girl is just like. I don't know, chatting it up with him. Who knows who started the conversation? Totally. And then he's just like, well, I'm here all the time. I can train you. It's like, you should not be offering your services for free. For free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, So. yes,
1: I could see that. I could see where it's a situation where this girl is like, oh, yeah, we'll have training sessions. And he's like, "Okay, we'll do training sessions. And it's like, no, that that girl's trying to hook up with you. Like, and (laughs) like that's what's going on here. But you're right, because I I could see him doing that, like. Or the other thing, too, is I'm we're not exactly also clear on who the training session is for. He right. it could be him. It could be him as the client of the training session.
0: I doubt that because if she was the trainer, like putting a little X after is so unprofessional, like no trainer would ever do that unless you were also having sex with the trainer.
1: Yeah, it's also the X is weird because... I have – I'm a little bit of a truther about the X because it wasn't like X O X O X O. XO,
0: Were it super obvious that it's supposed to be kisses? Yes, exactly.
1: It it wasn't totally obvious. Like that could be what they – I don't know. That could just be what he calls himself at the gym. I'm X. Like, you know, like whatever You are reaching
0: for an excuse there. That could
1: be a typo. Like, it could be That's something a to really be-
0: bad typo. Like, she should clarify that crap. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I accidentally did that, like, I would read back on it and be like, oh, sorry, didn't mean to send that. Slipped, like, finger slipped or something. You know, because that has some meaning to someone. And whether or not you think that... It has meaning like the other person can easily interpret that as meaning because that means something to us, you know? Right. And so it's just like I would clarify if that's not what you intended to say.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we need more context. Like it's it's weird to just like read one text from a Sydney character and yeah. then like extrapolate from that. You'd think you'd be like, well, what else did she say? Has she sent this X other times? What's What, what other context is there here? Uh, because – Yeah, it's I don't know. That just seems weird to just have X and not have XO. That one is a little a little unusual to me, but it's not a good look. And it's like he's clearly hiding something, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what he's hiding because he would be the he would also back it up, setting aside the unprofessionalness of sending an X and a text to a client. If he was doing something like Pilates or yoga, he would probably try to hide that.
0: I don't know. Maybe. I I haven't quite figured out Shane. Yes. Right? Because on the one hand, it seems like he is so into Lacey. And then on the other hand, I was actually pretty surprised when it came out, whatever season they were on, that he cheated on her. Yeah. Because it seemed so unlikely. It seemed very out of character for him. And so it's like, I, I don't know if I have this guy figured out. He just does things impulsively or even this thing. Like, how could you be that hell bent on having a child where you have paid tens of thousands of dollars on IVF? Mm -hmm. Summer is wanted for sure. Right. And then how you go from that to not taking care of any of the kids, you know, because at least like when um, before Summer was born, Uh, Shane was trying to prove himself as a dad. So he was helping Lacey out with the kids that she already has. Yes. And I don't see how tens of thousands of dollars later, you could just completely be like, no, I don't think I want anything to do with this family. I'm just going to hang out in the gym for 10 hours. So like Shane, I just don't get him. He is not consistent with what he wants, what he does. And I'm also kind of just tired of this weird cycle because as much as Shane is unpredictable, Lacey is so predictable. The yes. The first thing she does is she runs to John.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, It, it it's that that part is just crazy to me. It's like, is this going to resolve it? Is this going to be better? Do you think he's like the solution? Oh, she's setting here? up
0: her backup.
1: I mean, but that's what it is. She yeah. just keeps him for backup. and Yeah, she's setting up. Yeah. And it's it, I don't know, because you're right. Shane is very I mean, except for because I mean Shane is a guy and he's not an intelligent guy. <laughs> so guys are usually pretty simple. Right. Yeah. And non-intelligent guys are even more simple. Young sure. non-intelligent guys are even more simple, simple. And it's just basically like he wants what he can't have. Right? And it, when he thought a baby wasn't a thing that they could do or was going to be difficult, that's what he wanted. When he thought he couldn't have Lacey, that's what he wanted. But when he does have Lacey before he cheated on her, because that's something you're not supposed to have. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm. he just is always he's definitely the person who wants something really bad. And then when he gets it is like, I don't want something else now. Right. Like I want yeah. something different now. Like I And so he doesn't that. kind of have a long term plan as much as it's just like, well, what do I feel like I want right now? And doesn't move forward enough to be like, what would that be like? How would this work? How would I feel about that? And just get goes. But uh, but I, I wanted it. So I, I so we got it. And I, now, now I'm in a depressive state.
0: <laughs> I think you're onto something, though, because it does seem like he fights hard for these things that he can't have. Yes. And then once it's like a reality, it's like he doesn't know how to handle it.
1: Yeah. Because what do I fight for now? Right. Like Mm -hmm. now it's not a fight. Now it's not a struggle. Now it's not something I have to keep working at or work at. I don't know. It just because it it just seems like even if he was cheating. Right. It would take Mm -hmm. a minimal amount of effort to kind of assuage her fears. Like all he has to do is like have sex with her some and then like just spend marginally less time at the gym. And make some bottles yeah. and he'd be good, right? And so it's like, <laughs> yeah. man, you're really, really blowing it here. Uh,
0: all right. Uh, let's move on to a couple that was like barely in this, um, Amber and Puppy. So where we left off last week is Amber is rolling up on Puppy. So Amber knocks on the door of the random address she got from Puppy's mom. A tatted out man answers the door and he asks who she is. And he then goes get, goes to get Puppy. Puppy asks why Amber's there. Amber keeps saying she loves her and just wants to know she's okay. But Puppy's not having any of it. She feels abandoned and left for for Sammy. She also thought that Amber told her just not to call. Puppy thinks that, you know, not having contact any with anyone is what's best for her. And, you know, she's just getting her life together. Puppy tells Amber that she was sticking to the plan... And, you know, she got a job, and it wasn't her fault that Queen fired her. Amber says goodbye, and Puppy tells her to go back to Sammy. She theorizes that maybe things aren't going so well between them, and that's why Amber's been coming around. All right, so Puppy said that she's getting her life together. Um, she definitely looked better than what we've seen her in the past.
1: She still looks hungover.
0: You think so? Okay. Yeah. So I was just gonna ask, what do you think think Puppy's deal is right now?
1: Yeah, I think she's, I think she's probably still using, um, and mm-hmm. she's probably just shacking up with this guy because he's there and available. Um, and yeah, not not doing great. Like it was, it was funny because she was like, she kind of went back and forth. She like, I think I think at one point she did specifically say, "I'm not doing okay." Like. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and, and you're not going to do anything about that. So why are you even here? You know,
0: I thought she meant like emotionally she's not doing OK. Like, I think definitely there's something going on because whatever happened between her and Amber, fine, whatever you know, be bitter at Amber, like ghost Amber, sure. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she hasn't been picking up her mom for like her doctor's appointments yeah. and things like that, yeah, and just hasn't been in contact with her mom, like that is to me like a a huge red flag slash warning
1: sign. Right? Yeah, because like, ah, yeah, her mom's like needs the help, yes. right? And it's like, and to to cut it like, oh, my girlfriend hurt my girlfriend upset me, okay. Right,
0: yeah.
1: To just take that to I'm just going to cut my mom completely off is yeah is a whole other level. Like, and I don't know. I mean, I thought it was very, very telling at the end when um, Amber was like, "Okay, bye, Michelle."
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, there was definitely like <laughs> some kind of resentment. Yeah. Something going on there. But, I, yeah, but definitely. At, the, at the
1: end, I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously, Puppy was being childish about it, which mm-hmm. always. Oh man, that always throws me off—the ages of these people, right? Because she was being yeah. extremely immature, extremely childish. She's like thirty-five. Yeah. Like, and forget about how old these people are, because like if you would have asked me how old she was, not based on her looks, but just based on how she acted, I would say mm-hmm. she was in her early to mid twenties. At the at the oldest, she's thirty-five. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. So that one that one threw me off, but I don't. I get where she's coming from, where it's like. Where you're like, Amber, okay, what wh- what do you want? What do you want to do here?
0: Right, right. Yeah, I, I probably would behave the same way if it was an ex because I usually tend to like <laughs> try to nip that in the bud. Like, why are you even talking to me? Like, yes. what do you want? What do you yeah,
1: need? It's, I, mean, I mean, it's one thing when the mom comes. But if you just put it, you know, with the, if the mom needed to find her, the mom needs her, I totally get that. But it's another thing yeah. where it's like, imagine you broke up with somebody. And then like a month later, they were like, "Oh, I haven't heard from you. I just wanted to check and make sure you were okay." You'd be like, what? What are you talking about?
0: Right. But it did also sound like Amber had been texting her.
1: Yes. So that's also And she didn't even get a, why are you texting me? What do you want? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which would have been. I mean, I thought it was funny when she was like, I used to have a job, but then Queen fired me. And then you just see Queen from the truck like, hey, that's right. Yeah. I did. Queen is so hilarious. Oh, I love Queen. She's the best. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's like it's because puppy wasn't OK and she was missing her appointments because remember, that's how Amber found her naked in the pool was. Yeah. She was doing a job for Queen and just decided to, like, take a break. and like, Yeah.
1: Oh, and she she missed the, the point. Yeah, Queen facilities. was well.
0: Oh, sure. Fired.
1: She needed to get fired. Like, I totally understand. It's it's not Queen's fault. It's funny that Aunt, that puppy kind of blamed Queen at it. Oh, she fired mm-hmm. me. And it was like, well, you literally weren't doing your job. Right. What you wanted to do,
0: and like carrying around that gigantic bottle of like yeah. tequila. Yeah, and even when you
1: even when you were just skipping appointments, you were swimming in their pool with a huge bottle of tequila. Like, no, yeah. you Then <laughs> you think we're going to keep? You think if they found you there, they would they would like keep the contract going? No, right, right. Like you're costing us money. All right. So other things that cost money are John and Christiana's photo shoot, <laughs> and we pick up right where we left off last time, where. You know, they're – John had like reproposed to Christy and that she didn't say anything, but she pretty quickly agrees, of course. And they want to have a second – she wants to have a second modern wedding where she actually gets to, you know, do normal things like wear a white dress that fits and walk down the aisle with her mom and everything. And then they kind of go to an interview where John has this like thousand-yard stare – and says if this doesn't wedding this wedding doesn't work he's out of a relationship game for good last chance at love and all that Oh God! so they finish out this the photo shoot there's like old wagons and obviously toy guns and kissing <laughs> and everything Ugh. so she still says she wants to invite tara to the wedding even after all the flirting and stuff with john they went through all of last season and But she doesn't know that she wants to tell, she doesn't know if she's ready to tell John that that's what she wants. So, anyway, somehow later on and after a costume change, this photo shoot is still happening. But it ends pretty quickly. They flash up some of the end results, and Christiana tells us that this is a together forever situation. And John agrees, probably a bit too hard, I guess, as he has a convoluted story about how Christiana's. Gonna murder him when she dies, and okay. there's also ghosts involved. I, it, oh, it, it was it was like where's John is weird. He's a weird <laughs> dude.
0: Yes, he is a very weird dude.
1: So then the last thing we see him is on that kind of commercial break, and it, once again he's trying to explain this Bonnie and Clyde obsession, and he says, "quote Okay, leading into the question. This is the exact quote I wrote it down. Everyone talks about Romeo and Juliet, but Bonnie and Clyde would do anything for each other." They'd even die for each other and they <laughs> did. So my question then is, has John ever read Romeo and Juliet?
0: Probably not. <laughs> I know that probably hurt your heart because I know you're such You know such what Romeo and Juliet lover. did for each other at the end of that play? <laughs>
1: yeah. They died for each other. <laughs> wow. So it's like that, that comes into it's like I don't think you understand either of these people. Like even no. Bonnie and Clyde didn't die for each other. They were yeah. like walking to their car and the feds just opened Rolled fire on them. them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh so my it's goodness.
1: like, I don't know. I just, how do you think the pictures turned out at least?
0: Ugh. It was funny because last week we were just saying they don't have any guns, but that might be a good thing. Right. And yes. then here we got the guns. Uh, but what I thought was really interesting is it always seemed like John was the one pushing this Bonnie and Clyde thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you always heard him talking about it. And it just seemed like always that Cristiano was like, uh-huh. like she's tolerating this. Right. Right. But in this episode, she actually said a couple of times something about Bonnie and Clyde where you're like, oh, no, she's actually on board with this, like, whole Bonnie and Clyde thing trying to happen. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, "Okay, well, at least she's she's with the program here.
1: Yeah, which I mean, she's just tricky because she doesn't ever seem to be really into anything like she she's a very. Low key type of person. She doesn't seem to get excited about things. Unlike John, who just gets very excited about a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Yeah. I think she seems as excited. You're going to see her about having this wedding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a good idea because their first wedding was hot garbage. It was just a terrible idea when they did it. It didn't turn out as well as he thought it would. And, and
0: she even kind of thought that, like, you know, she's just like, oh, OK, I, I don't even know if I really want to marry this guy. It was almost like she got trapped into it because of, like, just the conditions.
1: Yes. Yeah. And then, like, and even and even if she did want to agree to it, like he bought her a dress that didn't fit. Like, yeah. I remember there was a dress there that she was supposed to put on in a field. I don't know why all of his plans involve people changing in fields. It's weird. Oh
0: Yeah, that's true. Huh?
1: Like, I mean, Um, just think if you're going to have some sort of changing situation, you'd think you'd build that into the plan that would be better. Well, well, just she'll just go behind the truck and put on this and strip down and put on this dress. Like,
0: I feel like since this seems to be such a habit of his, they make those little like pop up changing tents for like 50 bucks. Yeah. He would probably have like multiple uses of it. Just based on the show. Yeah,
1: just the one. It's the one little tent. It's like six feet tall and like, you know, two by two or something like that. And it's just. Right, right.
0: And you just kind of like fold it up. It's like one of those weird like pop outs, like a pop out hamper. Yep. Except it's a full tent. So you don't even have to like really assemble it.
1: Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Yeah. He should
0: invest in one of those. He
1: should. He should. I mean, all the other random crap he has around his house, you'd think he'd have, you know, something to do there. Oh, did you watch
0: the Life in Between right after?
1: Oh, I didn't this time.
0: Was oh, it, it them? It was actually weird. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised that they feature anyone that is still on the show because it seems like, well, they're on Love After Lockup. So why are you just like featuring this, you know, the same group? But in The Life in Between, a couple of things you learn is one They're trying to start a business where they go to these random conventions and people will send them, you know, something for them to uh, to get signed or autographed when they're at the conventions. They were going to charge like 20 bucks, which is just like, okay. Um, So, yeah, they wanted to do they want to start a business like that. They were talking about how uh, John is really into scary movies. So he apparently he has a bunch of like weird Oh, remember we noticed the Nightmare on Elm Street. The Freddy Krueger—he has a bunch of Freddy Krueger like paraphernalia everywhere, and, and it, I forget the other guy, Michael Myers—is that the same thing? Um, but there were mannequins and stuff, and Christiana's like, "Oh, like I got scared off by these random mannequins." Like he just has a bunch of weird like horror things in his house.
1: Oh yeah, like that. I mean, he's that—he's a hoarder, like. I mean he's not probably yeah. like not like to the point of that they'd make the show about him about him being a hoarder but he just is just a dude who has random stuff around and he it's like, like he doesn't get stuff. he doesn't get rid of things yeah but then he also would, probably has cries poor and has like oh boy well, I can't buy the $50 pop up tent just <laughs> can't do that
0: <laughs> yeah i was going to say also they uh mentioned that uh people get on them for having all these animals and they like cleared the record and we're like we have two animals one cat and one dog um but it was funny because they did a weird flashback of them with like different animals but apparently none of those animals are theirs (laughs) yeah okay uh so let's go ahead and move on to deontay and nicole so in attempt to get over nicole deontay is going on a date his friend Derek has set him up with his friend Le Crystal and Deonte brings her flowers. He notes that she doesn't seem high maintenance, which is a breath of fresh air. Deonte hasn't heard from Nicole in 4 months because she isn't messaging him back. Le Crystal and Deonte go paddle boating and Deonte asks why she's still single. Le Crystal says that men seem to keep using her as a rebound. There's an Mm. awkward silence before Deontay (laughs) complains about all the money he spent on Nicole and saying that he didn't even get any. LaCrystal tries to nail down a second date, and Deontay seems to be open because she has no criminal record and he's been thinking nonstop about Nicole. Deontay, however, lies to LaCrystal and says that Nicole is irrelevant. I say that's a lie because next we see Deontay goes to talk to Nicole's mom, Krista, and tells her that he misses Nicole. He says that he's held Nicole down this whole time and he's not pressed for sex, but he feels like he deserves the same kind of affection he's been giving. Krista tells him that Nicole doesn't owe him anything, including sex. Deontay says he loves Nicole and just wants to make things right. He's a bit frustrated that Krista's making this just about sex. Krista tells him that he should leave because Nicole would be mad if she knew he was there. Nicole wakes up and wants her mom to make her breakfast because she's feeling tired. It ends up that she had COVID twice and she's been living that lazy life. Krista tells her that Deontay came over and Krista just thinks that the whole situation was very manipulative. Nicole does miss Deontay, but things are going pretty well with Tia. Later, Tia comes over to visit to help her pick out an outfit for a job interview she has. Nicole ends up telling Tia about Deonte visiting her mom. Tia thought it was over for Deontay, but she also kind of blames Nicole for leading him on and taking his money. Tia feels Nicole's attitude about Deontay is kind of disrespectful, and Nicole is considering reaching out to Deontay because she still needs money and a boob job. All right. So what do you think Deontay was hoping to get out of meeting with Krista, the mom?
1: He wants – I think he wants Krista to like be in um, Nicole's ear being like, that Deontay guy was pretty good. He was the best guy you've dated in a long time. I think you should give him another try as I think what he was going for, which is a a, a pretty – like she said, manipulative move. Yeah. Right? But it also is him completely misreading everything about every situation ever.
0: Right, right. Like the
1: idea of it like her mom has any influence over what she does at all. <laughs> like you you Yeah. You here. I mean we saw it on the show. We yes. things going on. Like that woman has she's just like, you're gonna do what you're gonna do, and like I can't stop you. I can tell yeah. you what I think is dumb, but I'm not even really gonna yeah. try to stop you.
0: He didn't see the part where we saw Krista telling off Nicole for leading Deontay on. Right. Like, it's she said, like, oh, it doesn't seem like you're into this guy. Why are you just using it for money? Like, do right by people. You know, if you have feelings for other people or you're, like, confused, like, you shouldn't be making any commitments to anyone. So, Krista was trying to be a voice of reason. But in the end, Nicole's just going to try have it all. Yeah.
1: She's going to try to have it all. And, and- – it just seemed like the whole relationship was like oh i've tried everything already i'm done trying you clearly are going to do whatever you're going to do and even if she wasn't like that i was like why are you? i I, mean, it, it, I guess she almost kind of did that i would have been like i don't understand why you're talking to me like i don't like you know her my daughter her daughter is grown right so yeah. it's like what yeah. I would I would I would have asked them that directly. Now eventually she did be like, You've worn out your welcome and you need to leave now.
0: Yeah. Which she did.
1: But I would definitely oh. think like that would creep the hell out of me if some if one mm-hmm. of my daughter's exes like just rolled up on me and was like, I wanted to talk to you about how much I loved your daughter. I'd be like, what?
0: That's nice. Tell her. Tell her. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. she didn't want to hear it? I think you should take that as a hint, buddy.
0: Right. Oh my
1: goodness. You know, it's like That's just it just seems crazy. And like, it's also, I mean, again, Deontay not being able to read the room, not being able Mm -hmm. to read at least how people are going to do it. He was like, I think she got the wrong idea. And and this isn't really all about sex. And it was like, maybe you shouldn't have led with sex then. Because when you lead with sex, guess what people assume? That's what it's all about.
0: It was definitely a very weird game of telephone, like from Deontay to Krista. And then even what Krista said to Nicole, it was just like, well, he didn't explicitly say that, but he did start off with, well, I did not want to like pressure her for sex and like, or I'm not hard up for sex is what he kind of said. And then it's like, but, and then the way he said it, like, and I think I watched that part twice And it was kind of like the first time I was kind of like, wow, Krista really got it twisted. And then I watched it again and I was like, actually, no, that is kind. I can see where she thought that he said that because he started off with saying like, hey, I'm not hard pressed for sex, but I think that I deserve the affection that I've been giving, and you know, so it's like, well, I can kind of see how she thinks because he didn't say he was owed; he said right. it in a nicer way, right? He said yes.
1: deserved. Yes. Yeah. But
0: that could definitely be interpreted the same way.
1: Yeah, I think I think Krista has seen some stuff in the dating game, mm-hmm. like it, as we know, because she, she's you know has a wife now, right? That that's where she's yes. at. It's like I think she's dealt with enough men who tiptoe around sex right kind of do those things mm-hmm. well you know affection is really important and blah 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 and then can is is just reading between the lines and it was like yeah that's yeah. sex you're just talking about sex you just want to get laid like i i've seen right. that enough times and i've heard that enough times that i i know what's going on here and she is she's just and she's also not giving the benefit of the doubt for it right That he's like, when he talks about like, I just wish she would give me the affection that I feel like I deserve. You're right. She mentally goes that, okay, affection equals sex, deserve equals oh, Right. Yeah. So, that's where I'm coming at it. So, it was definitely her own interpretation of what was going on there. And I don't think she was far off. I think he might not even admit to himself that that's what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. that's what he's doing. That was the issue with their relationship is he definitely thought he was owed at least one sex. Like, at least one sex after all of his money. Because he talks about all the money, right? Yeah. And then, you know, who else talked about the money? was Tia.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tia is, you know, I like that Tia isn't going to sugarcoat it and just – actually, I like that Krista and Tia both are like this. Mm -hmm. Like, they're telling Nicole, like, you did wrong. You did wrong by this person. Mm -hmm. Like, this is your fault. Like, the situation you're in, it's, like, kind of on you. Yeah.
1: I mean, and Tia was also – because if you're trying to be in a relationship with Tia – Right. Mm-hmm. And and now she's like, OK, you did that person wrong. And now if whatever that's done. It, you, if you're not moving on now, you're doing wrong by me. Right now. It's yeah. not fair to me what you're doing. Yeah. And I would not want to get on Tia's bad side. <laughs> that, she seems like she could be a very, very scary person <laughs> when she gets right. upset. O-
0: OK. Is it just me or I don't recall Tia having face tattoos no, she the last time we yeah, saw she her. Did. She did? Oh my gosh, I don't I don't remember them. Okay, so this was a side conversation. I actually watched this episode with one of my friends who was staying with me. And she had never seen the show before. And I was, like, trying to give her a recap real quickly about uh, the boob job bribery thing. And she was like, my friend said, oh, she, she needs a boob. Did she get a boob job eventually? And I was like, I don't know. It looks like she did, huh? And then how Nicole says this is just a bra. So my thought was, if you could make them look that good with just a bra, like, what is the point of getting a boob job? Unless you really plan on just being like naked all the time and you would know that it's a bra versus not a bra?
1: Yeah, I think she wants to... Be a stripper? Yes. I mean, yes and no. I also think she wants to not like I think she might have issues with like the bra and thing cuz by the time you're getting naked with somebody they're like, "Oh. Like, hmm, I thought I was getting a different package here when <laughs> you took your bra off after they got. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're if you're
0: So it's for nudity purposes that you would really want to get a boob job. Well, and
1: I think mm-hmm. also people, you know, I think it's a bit like, you know, you just had your eye surgery. It's like, "Well, if you can be, see fine with glasses, then why would you want to get something? Why would you need to get the surgery, right?
0: Oh well, no, that's totally different because I couldn't see well with glasses. That's the reason why I had to get the eye surgery. But, and people do, <laughs> and that's the reason why I put it people off. People do get you know? eye surgery
1: when they see fine with glasses, right? Oh and, sure, yeah. And and but part of I think that's what I think she wants to not have to wear a ridiculous push-up bra all the time and still have nice boobs because she can't do that when she's wearing a swimsuit. Right. She can't do that. There's certain if she's got the big push up bra, there's probably a whole bunch of cute outfits that she wants to wear that she can't because this bra doesn't go under it. Right. Like Mm. the one she was going to wear for her interview. She was getting out and she put the top on and her bra was all sticking out of it and everything um, before she started making out with Tia. (laughs) But I mean, it just feels like that's the way they keep showing that clip, that clip of her like after I have my new boobs, "Mm -hmm," that I feel like that's going to be this a story of this season, right? That's going to come up this season. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. You owe me a boob job. Yeah. You promised. But
1: what? What? What do I owe you for anything? Because you promised. That's mm-hmm. the other thing, too. With yeah. Like, but it, yeah, I, I feel like there's other ends Destiny of the bargain. used
0: to throw that in Sean's face all the time. You promised me these things, and that's why she's still asking him for stuff even though they're not even together. It's so funny to me that these women would never like follow through on a promise, but they have this expectation that you made me a promise, so you better follow through no matter the circumstance. But in their
1: heads, they feel like they have followed. They, they, They kind of rationalize in their head that they have followed through on their promise. It's you. But you promised something and you didn't give it to me. But like, yes, it's just it's just a super selfish, super self-centered type of person Mm -hmm. that is just like I am owed something because you said it you would give it to me. And I was like, well, I said I said I would give it to you as part of, you know, being in a relationship with you. It's crazy that you feel like once you break up, like you still have this obligation to me. It's just it's it's nuts. And it's just like. It's completely obvious that literally the only thing she's interested in for Deontay is his money. Like mm-hmm. it's everybody sees through it immediately, except for Deontay, of course. But yeah. like everybody else is just like, oh, all of a sudden, like you're broke. And all of a sudden it's like, I wonder if Deontay's still around. Maybe I'm kind of, you know, thinking about getting back in touch with him. It's like, yeah, because you want money. Oh, Yeah. All right. So people thinking of other People that are owed things. Let's get to our our buddy Sean and Sarah said didn't even have destiny up. Just says Sarah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, they're in the car driving from prison. And like we said, there's a lot that went on with them. Sarah says she's texting her friend Stacy, who is and she's kind of doing that text me to make sure he didn't kidnap you thing. And they pull into a pizza place for lunch. Sarah at the pizza place gets totally overwhelmed and freaks out about all the choices but she's thrilled to be eating pizza if it's actually warm but it seems like the real reason she's nervous is that she needs to spill the secret that she's been keeping from Sean and it is i think you said it that she's had a she has a 16 year 6 year old daughter yep.
0: called it which is
1: if you do the math means that she had a baby she was just a baby when Sarah went to prison and Sarah hasn't seen her since because she didn't want her daughter getting like a image of her mom in prison and stuff, or whatever. But at least that's what she says. Sarah's mom has been taking care of the child since dad is not in her life either. Sean, who remember, is also lying about the number of kids he has, is pretty angry about the news, especially since this isn't really a lie of omission. He directly asked her this numerous times. Sarah's excuse is that she didn't want to bring the daughter into something that she wasn't even sure was a relationship. Since he didn't even seem serious about it until the last few months, which sounds like it coincides with when he and Destiny hit the skids. So Sean almost, almost gets there, shows a glimmer of understanding that this would probably be the ideal time to come clean about his lie about his kids. But unfortunately, that won't work because he's not sure how many kids he told her he had. So he doesn't want to be oh like, well, God. we need to come clean with something. I have six kids and have her be like, you told me that. So he <laughs> Stupid. Uh, just so his idiocy gets in the way again. So instead, we hear about how Sarah wants to le- see her daughter right now tonight. And it would be better if Sean wasn't there for that. She thinks it's too soon for him to meet her daughter. And he understands, but wants to make sure that they can get, you know, stop. They can get their time to stop somewhere and have some sex. He rationalizes that this this would be the magic key that will just lock everything in and make it easier to slide it in there. And in this case, it refers to his lies about destiny and the kids. Dumb. So they get back in the car and um, Sarah brings up Sean's generous proposal to plow her in the middle of a random cornfield. She says that she's not really ready for sex with him yet, and she just wants to go straight home to her family. In an interview, she throws in there that she's never had sex with a man sober uh, and that this short window here is not really the time to make it happen. So, Sean starts off by just being like, okay, but has to throw in his whole thing. Well, I'm just disappointed because, you know, you said you would. But Ew. that's when things start – then things start to get really weird. Sarah says she's not yeah. comfortable giving out her address to a man she's just met for the first time. And she wants him to just drop her off somewhere close so that her mom can pick her up there. Sean's confused because he's not very smart. And he thinks, so well, I don't understand. She see, she's sending mixed messages, which is a red flag for him. I mean, let's back. Uh, we'll get to there. I'll come back and ask the question. Sarah, they asked Sarah about it. She says that as the day has gone on, she's been kind of seeing a different perspective. Um About what she's been doing, that she's, you know, getting out of prison, meeting a stranger, getting in a car with him and telling him where you live. And that's Mm. probably not a good idea. So they pull into a random parking lot and Sarah tells him the plan. Drop me off. Don't follow me. And oh, also, don't be here when my mom picks me up. But John thinks that's a terrible plan and he doesn't want to just leave her in some strange parking lot and drive off. So he also thinks that she's hiding something. So he does end up staying until the ride gets there. But they kind of pull into a place where they, he can't see who's in the car. Um, and he won't let her get out to, like, give her a hug or to see who's in the car. And he thinks maybe it was a guy in the car. So they go to leave the parking lot and he pulls up right behind them as they leave. So Sarah gets out of the car and goes, talk, goes to talk to him about not following her. So he's worried that Sarah's taking advantage of her. And, you know, he... She got everything she needed out of him, which is like fruit and a phone. Um, And now (laughs) she's just done. All right. So um, how much of like Sarah's like explanations about what she's saying she's doing about what, what, what this situation is? How much of it do you buy?
0: Um... I actually think there's more going on. I don't think it's as terrible as Sean is, like, making it out right. to be. But the way I kind of interpreted a lot of the motivation is she's trying to prove to her mom that she's out of prison and going to be making good decisions. Right. right? So the first thing that you want to do is to show or introduce your mom to some random dude you met on some prison pen pal website (laughs) that has decided to leave his family, move to Ohio to be with you. I think you would be concerned about your safety. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that she's thinking about how this looks, not necessarily for herself, but for her mom, because we find out that she really does have a daughter and you know, she she's going to want to be in this daughter's life. And so it's one of those things where I can definitely see it being a situation where she doesn't want her mom to think that she is having questionable judgment already because then that's going to bring in, well, do you trust me with my daughter? Oh, yeah, sure. So I do think there is some element of that. But I think what a bigger picture is here or a bigger issue is that she sounds – like she's a people pleaser. And she also sounds like she's one of those people that just say things when they're flirting and doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily match up with what they want Or with reality, you know, because she was just fine talking about having sex in a cornfield. But when it comes down to it, that's not what she wants. It seemed pretty evident that's not what Mm -hmm. she wanted, right? He tells – she tells him, oh, I want you to meet my family. But when it comes down to it, she doesn't want him to meet her family, you know? And it's one of those things where nothing really happened as, you know – They definitely teased it very differently in the trailer. They definitely were very creative with the editing to make it seem like Sean did something or, you know, whatever. But he didn't. Nothing happened, you know. And I think it was just really her, like, realizing, like, ooh, I've been flirting with this guy. And he actually wants me to follow through with the things I said. But I had no intention of following through with the things I said. And the fact that he kept on, like, pressuring her to, like, do all the things that, you know, she had said, I think it was starting to freak her out a little bit. And, I mean, we even caught a glimpse of the audio when she was, you know, pulling away, going, psycho, you know. And I think it's because it was, you know, her kind of that frustration, like, this guy is – he's really holding me to it. I thought we were just talking.
1: Right, right. Well, but that's evidenced by by her – Saying that she didn't have a daughter. Like she's just going to say whatever is going to keep yeah. this conversation going on in a yes. people pleasing way. Sure. But I think that, I mean, Sean just isn't good. He's not good at a lot of things. He's very dumb in a lot of yeah. areas. But one of them is like the reading nonverbal cues. Right. right. Her nonverbal cues yeah. the entire time she was with him. With the exception of maybe for like three seconds while she was eating the pizza. She's like, yeah, she was clearly extremely nervous, like extremely yes. nervous and extremely uncomfortable, right the fact and because it, it was the way it kind of goes out, and I think it goes back to also she talked last time about her romantic history. I mean, now, every other mm-hmm. guy she's dated has been like, you know, an addict or a, a criminal or like mm-hmm. just not n- n- no good, right. And so, those are definitely, if that's your history, the fact that this dude seriously might follow me to my mom's house and like try to break in the back door to see what's going on, like is a mm-hmm. probably a possibility based on her history. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah. you, it's all of a sudden, it's like, oh crap. Because she was already doing that stuff, that stuff that people do when they're afraid of, you know, I'm going on a date. If I don't text you by eight, you get to call 911. Right. Because yeah. who knows what happened, but it just he doesn't read that at all. And so he doesn't takes no steps at all to comfort her or to make her feel safe or to give her the option. She's just instead he's just like, maybe we can pull to the side of the road and do it there. Is there a cornfield around like oh, but I think gosh. you're right on that, too. That's one of those things that um, she seemed to have thought was like a joke or a bit and was like later was like, oh, yeah, no, he really seriously wants to do that. Right. He really seriously yeah. wants to roll up to my mom's house on the first time I met him. Like, that's something that he wants. Not because meet my family is one thing. Meet my family right now is a different thing. Yeah. Um. And it just it just goes on in terms of him saying mixed messages. They just they seem to think their relationship is at different places. Like she's seeing this yeah. as like a first date. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing this as like, well, we're about to get engaged. Like, we were already soulmates.
0: Right. And I was going to say, it was so interesting to me that, you know, she uh, she didn't look very comfortable. You're right. And I was, like, noticing, like, he was hanging all over her the entire time their, their mm-hmm. pizza date. Like, just, like, you know, just completely, like, physically just on her. And then she even said, you know, like, oh, I just felt so comforted by him. He's been doing such a good job. And it's just so funny to me. I think she's just one of those people that says stuff, but it's not actually what she means. Because it's like your body language said something else than what you're saying yes. to us. Like, you know, her saying like, oh, I'm so attracted to him. He's my type. It's like, are you? Because you don't seem like that into him. It's so weird. Right.
1: Right. The only thing that I thought was suspect and it made me like. It may I don't know. It put me off on was that really her mom in the car or, or what's going on was the part where he pulled up right behind him, which is like, again, read the yeah. room. She's very uncomfortable with the fact that you might follow her. So don't yeah. don't make it look like you're following her. Like wait until she pulls away to pull out of the parking lot. Like it's not that hard. Yeah. Again, those simple steps to take because I think he might have actually been following her. Um,
0: I think so, too. Because he feels like he, he, I feel like he feels it's his right to. Because he even said, "I feel like I'm getting conned again." It's just like, "Oh my gosh, Sean, have you learned yeah. nothing?"
1: Yeah, all it, right. It,
0: you know, I mean, it,
1: it all could fit into a pattern like Sean's, but like the fact that she got out of the car to be like, "Don't follow me," mm-hmm. right? It, it yeah. kind of put, I think, like, and I feel like that gave her to the that if your if your theory was right and she's worried about like. Letting down her mom or giving her mom the wrong um, mm-hmm. impression and the mom was in the car and she had to get out and tell this dude to stop following her. Yeah. Then she blew that blew the cover. Right.
0: <laughs> well, I kind of don't think it was the mom. You think it was honest. somebody else? I, I don't think Sean it was wrong. Was that it was a guy wrong. Yeah. That was someone else because someone's got to take care of the yeah. kid. Right. And the kid clearly wasn't there. So, I think mom's at home with the daughter and she sent someone else to go pick her up, whether it's her friend, you know, someone else. But I don't I don't okay. think it was the
1: mom. Okay. That would make sense. Whatever – whoever it was could totally snitch and the cover would be blown, right? Well, she had to get out yeah, and tell definitely. some dude to stop following us. Like – which is right. – that's pretty bad like, right. in terms of like how that's going because – yeah, but he's like oh my god, he's just not subtle at all. Because I, 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 I the more I think about it, the more I think you're right. I think he was following her. And he was gonna well, yeah. This is just the way I was going. I was going this way anyway. I don't know about following yeah. you at all.
0: He's such a terrible liar. Because he's a terrible liar. It's so weird how he's a terrible liar for us, and then it's like how but how do all these women believe his weirdo lies about him being thirty seven yes. and you know, having like just two kids. Yeah, and the kids like, think
1: Oh man, that's just you You'd think at some point when you realized you didn't tell her that you'd find a way to get it into the conversation, find a way to kind of get out of her. How many kids do you think I have <laughs> right? oh my at some gosh. point?
0: Honestly, that was infuriating to me how he reacted to her news. Like, he was so high and mighty. Like, how could she lie to me? We're we're supposed to have such a connection. And, like, just the way he treated mm-hmm. her. Like, she wasn't wrong. It was like he treated her like she was a kid, a child that had done right. something wrong. Like, he talked to her like a parent. Well, I'm disappointed. And I'm just her, like, but you are yeah. the – Right. Like, you're the biggest hypocrite. And, you know, honestly, he should have reacted much, much better because of one of two things. You could have modeled the kind of, like, reaction you would want when she finds out Uh your lies. Or, if anything, been super generous about it to use it as leverage when you come clean with your lies. It's like, it made no damn sense to me why he was so hard on her. When she told the truth, because it's like, dude, now you've given her all the justification in the world to be even more mad about when you come clean because she hid one child yeah. from you. You are potentially hiding
1: four. He's rolling the dice that he told her the truth. And maybe like and that's what he's yeah. doing, because it seems to me like that was the opportune time, because it's also going to come up the next time when he comes clean and says, yeah, I know, I, I know you think I have three kids, but I have six. Or, you know, I think I have two kids, but I have right. six. Like she's going to be like, right. why did this not come up when I told you I have my daughter?
0: Yes, exactly. And the thing is, I don't think that he told her six. I think he knows he told her somewhere
1: between two and four. Okay, But if he knows it wasn't six, then he doesn't have to say what yes. the original number was when he comes clean. Right. Right. He can just be like, yeah. you know, I I, I fibbed about the, my kids, too. I actually have six kids. Right. And he yes. can do that. and it,
0: Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he's an
1: idiot. And he could react off first. He, she could be like, you told me you had two. And then he's like, it was two. Got it. OK. He,
0: he just played this so yes. wrong. Like, just there's no way he is giving her all the reason in the world to just be like, you're the you're calling me a liar. You're the liar. Yes. We're done. Because,
1: well, and the other thing, too, is it. that's not even the worst lie. The Destiny stuff is way worse in terms of a relationship.
0: Yeah, because she knew... She knew that he. she was like, well, I didn't even think it was a real relationship. He just kind of stopped talking to me, communicating with me for a while because timeline-wise, that's when Destiny was yep. out of prison. And so he had stopped talking to Sarah and she didn't know what was going on. So, yeah, they might have had a connection or whatever, but she was kind of thinking in, of it not as serious because if someone's going to kind of come in and out – you know, it's kind of like well, clearly they have differing priorities, and maybe this right, isn't a real relationship. So I thought she was justifying things. Totally, in thinking and it's like it,
1: they're going to go in and out. But if they're trying to establish a relationship now, and it's going to find out, hey, you kind of went radio silent for a while, and it's like, oh yeah, that's when I was engaged with somebody yeah. else. <laughs> like, come on, I that, know, right? <laughs> that's that's done. Oh, by the way, I still talk David. to that person sometimes, and they ask me for money. But no, like, that's <sighs> goodbye.
0: Yeah, we never said Sean was smart. All right. Uh, So that about covers it. We did not hear from Brittany and Ray and uh, Lisa and Stan. Brittany and and Marcelino. And I think Brittany Marcelino. So uh, we are supposed to hear from uh, Lisa Stan next week. At least they're on the preview. All right. So who was your student of the week? Tia. OK. Because
1: of all the people around here, she seems to be the only one that a kind of has a clear head about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like everything she said about the situation was true. Like it was it was true. Um, And also communicates with her partner exactly what she thinks and what she feels like in a very clear way.
0: Yeah. And the thing was, is that Nicole was like, oh, Tia, Tia's going to be so angry, blah, blah, blah. It's like. Tia actually was pretty good at communicating. Yeah, you could tell, like, she was frustrated, mm-hmm. but she wasn't, like, being unreasonable
1: at all. No. Like, she she didn't say – yeah, she didn't – she was, you're right, completely reasonable. She's, she yeah. made it clear that she was frustrated with that, mm-hmm. right? Made it clear that she felt she was being, um you know, not treated fairly, mm-hmm. but didn't, like, throw a fit. Didn't, no. like, start screaming or, like – you know, tearing up somebody's desk and stuff like we've seen other people do when they get upset. Like, yeah, she just, you know, was on her vape and was told her exactly what she was feeling.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, My student of the week was Amber. Um, Even though puppy isn't able to see it, Amber really genuinely cares about her and is just trying to see that she's okay. And I mean, she repeated it several times, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I love you. Like, I just want to see that you're okay. And you know, if Puppy doesn't believe her, that's kind of on Puppy, but very much like intervention style communication and right, yeah. So,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, what about your dunce?
1: I went with Lacy. Hmm. Lacy, because okay, so there's it, it sucks when you have your suspicions that your partner's cheating on you. It's yeah. terrible. It's hard to deal with. It's it's very very bad. But like, her solutions for that were. Uh-huh. Not optimal. <laughs> like,
0: well, yeah.
1: Snooping on the phone it, is yes. is is bad, right? Uh-huh. It, it's I know it kind of. Well, we we I feel like we've talked about this a lot. Yes. You're not going to find. You're not going to be comforted by that. You might no. not find anything on the phone. You're not going to feel like, whoo. Well, that guess that means he's not cheating. You're right. not going to feel that way. You're still going to feel just as suspicious as before. So it's only going to disappoint you. And now you kind of give the cheating partner like leverage. Like you were snooping on my phone. What are you even looking at? It I becomes a different reaction, argument. It lets yeah. them. But then, of course, when you add on top of that, her first reaction was to call her ex and right. like vent and be like, I should have.
0: That's the part that, yes, I agree with, because there's two things going on there. One yes. is that she hasn't even talked to Shane to explain if this was, you know, purely platonic. Right. right? And then the second thing is, is that she calls up John and is, like, telling him, like, I don't know why I married him. Like, I don't, you know, things are not good and, like, making it about so much more than this specific cheating event. You know, she's trying to tell him that they've always had, like, a terrible marriage, you know, it's just like, that goes so far beyond, like, the scope of what you should be focusing on right now.
1: Yeah, it does. It does. Because you're right. She she she's catastrophizing everything, mm-hmm. right? She obviously had a good relationship and had reasons to like this guy, you know, married to this guy. It's just she always goes all or nothing on everything. It's either yeah. Shane is the perfect one and I never should have had anything to do with John. And then one thing goes wrong and it's like there was never any reason to be married to Shane like at all. And I should have yeah. been with John the whole time.
0: Yeah. You know, what's also really weird to me is that. I don't know. It's so weird to me that, you know, John has never done anything wrong, like at least on this show. Right. And she somehow still manages to like kick him to the curb every once in a while. Right. Mm -hmm. For Shane, it's just like, what does Shane have that John doesn't have? Whatever
1: it is, he had something like it. She doesn't go. I mean, yes, I understand if somebody cheated on you being like, it's done. We're over. Uh, Yeah. I, I understand that. But to be like. There was never any reason to be married to him, to be like, I'm disappointed that he did this and the relationship is over. Mm -hmm. Um, And there were obviously things that I loved about him. But she doesn't do that. It's just like, I never should have married this guy. He's terrible. There's nothing to like about him, which, I mean, we kind of agree with because we (laughs) all do this all the time. Like, what are his redeeming qualities again? I know, right?
0: yeah okay so my dunce this week was Deontay. like okay. so many things like lying to la Crystal on this date about how you're not trying to like get over oh, you know yeah. use Poor her la to get Crystal. over someone I, know. I liked her yeah that uh going to talk to your ex's mom trying to get the mom to like you know speak on your behalf and just like and the fact that he's like keeps on trying to say he's over nicole but clearly he's not Just like Deontay, you are dumb, dumb, dumb.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my life lesson is about Deontay because it was specifically about that date with LaCrista. So it's kind of like a double thing. First of all, it's real. He's just creepy. And like Mm -hmm. if you walk up to a date and be like, you fine. Like already like, "Okay, you're you're coming on strong, dude. Like (laughs) like it's one thing to be like, oh, you look nice. You know, like things like that. but he doesn't do it that he does that in that overly weird sexualized way Uh but really my life lesson is about be careful about scheduling demanding physical activities for a first date Uh like especially things that are like the paddle boat i think a paddle boat's a good example that is way more physically demanding than people think it is Uh like you really got to paddle that thing and you could even see that because you could see them paddling it and the boat like wasn't moving yeah right and so it's it's not the uh, wrong to do those on a first dates like, you know, people do hikes or, or like, things like that. Like those can work. But you have to kind of know your audience a little bit more before you set them up because that could go. Because what if she was more high maintenance? What if she did show up in heels? Yeah. <laughs> like right. let's put on this life jacket and get in this paddle boat.
0: Yeah. All right. So my life lesson is actually inspired by uh, Sarah. So when flirting, you just have to take what is said with a grain of salt. People say all kinds of weird shit when they're flirting, you know, and they just do it for attention or to hold someone's interest. And it's not necessarily truth. So, Sean, don't take everything you hear in a flirting context and try to hold those people accountable for those things.
1: Yes, I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine if everybody went like everything you said when flirting with somebody like was taken as, well, you promised me you'd do this. Like, yeah.
0: It's like, no, that's not what that means. No, it's flirting. You that. joke around, you banter, you say things that like aren't right. necessarily well, reality. And,
1: and you 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 say things like that's part of flirting is saying things that like push the boundary a little bit. Like that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what flirting is. Like yeah. that's not even kind of what that is what flirting is. <laughs> sure.
0: Sure. <laughs> oh, Sean. All right. Um, so uh, we're just getting started with this group. We're only on the third episode. Right? so, And I kind of like how they're rotating through the couples because, right. you know, it just makes it so it's like fresh every week. So Yeah.
1: Yes. It was, yeah. It, we don't yeah, get like, oh, these people again. Oh, right, at least right. not by episode three, at least. That's a bad yeah. sign when you're on episode three or four and you're like, oh, when I look at the list of who I have, um, you know, on the podcast and I'm like, oh, I don't want them. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: All right, so we will uh, be back next week then.
1: Yep, we'll see everybody then.
0: Okay, sounds good.
1: All right. Kay. All right, bye. Bye.